Akwabedin here, and you are listening to the Millennial African Podcast. Hello everyone, this is the book review for Ghana Must Go, written by Tai Selassie. Tai Selassie is a British-American writer and photographer. Ghana Must Go, published in 2013, is her first and only novel so far. She has written some essays and the popular ones are What is an Afropolitan and The Sex Likes of African Girls. So the book. I already shared a summary of the history of the title on my Instagram before I started reading the book, which is that Ghana Must Go is a phrase that was directed at Ghanaian immigrants in Nigeria during political unrest in the 1980s. This book is not about that political unrest. It is about a family afloat, trying to find stability. The book starts with the heart attack of Kwekusai, a Ghanaian from a small fishing community who immigrated to the United States and became a renowned surgeon. After he is unjustly fired from his job in Boston, he leaves his wife and four kids without telling them he was fired or why he was leaving them. Over the years, the wife and kids drift apart and each deal with their father's actions in their own way. Kwakusai's death is what reunites the family. Tai provides in-depth descriptions of her setting. She creates a vivid mental picture of the character's surroundings. She actually does it really well, and if you have a good imagination, you can slowly build up the setting in your head like I do. My favorite parts include descriptions of Accra. I always tell people who haven't been about the diverse nature of Accra. How I drive through the city will show you the unending activities in traffic, the different environment, the varieties of smell, and sometimes even the bad driving. Tai seamlessly incorporates these activities in her writing, and she does it well, especially since her descriptions are far apart, some in the 80s, and then the 90s, and then the 2000s. She mentions the heat, the smell, the annoying attitude of some taxi drivers, including their choice of music, and in an instance, she describes the nonchalant nature of a fleeting character she created, a woman from Jamestown who couldn't be bothered about anything. That is a character most Ghanaians can relate to. Oh, and Jamestown is one of the oldest colonial communities right on the coast, south of central Accra. It is where the popular street festival Chalewati is held annually in Ghana, so you can look that up. The book also has unique personalities. From the surgeon Kwakusai, whose self-identity was reliant on how exquisitely he executed his job, to a yogi who doubles as a carpenter, living on a beach in Accra in a structure he built with his own hands. Also, she captures how the parents' cultures influenced the upbringing of their children, how the kids born in the United States had to navigate the Ghanaian and Nigerian cultural norms. If you are a child of an immigrant, I'm sure there are things you do at home that your friends at school probably don't do, and your parents always say that that's how things are done where they are from. One example from the book is how Kwakusai's family treats being barefoot and how they seem to notice when somebody is wearing shoes or walking barefoot in the house. Also, another example is how the father demands the children to be smart or intelligent just to show they deserve their immigration status. This is a trait of most African parents anyway. Oh, and for Fela, the mother, who is from Nigeria, 
her belief in myths about twins influenced the choice of names for their children. In Ghana and Nigeria, which I know for a fact, there are twin names that inform people which one of the twins is older and which one is younger. In the book, Kokusai's twins are called Taiwo and Kehinde. Kehinde is Yoruba for younger twin. The older twin name in Yoruba is Tai. Now, that is not used in the book, but what that tells you is that Tai Selassie is a twin herself. In Igbo, which is also a language in Nigeria, elder twin would be Onyeisi, and the younger one would be Ejume. In Ghana, the most common twin names are Penyin and Kakra. That's in Chi and Fanti. And in Ghana, they would be Akpa and Okpo. Yeah, I guess for us, naming is usually a big deal. The complexity of the book's characters captures Thais' own upbringing. Being from a family of physicians, her mother, her father, and her twin sister are all physicians. Her experiences translate so genuinely into her book, and I will explain how, according to her, on a trip to Copenhagen, she was able to write the first 10 pages in print, mostly unedited, right? In her mind, I guess the book had already been written. Though it isn't an autobiography, the characters seem real in this fictional story, and I kind of understand how, like the author, it is difficult to describe them using a few words. Now, Tai is particular about identity, self, and origin. Her mother, born in England, was raised in Nigeria, currently lives in Ghana. Her father was born in Gold Coast, which is a former British colony, now called Ghana. And he was raised in Ghana and has lived for decades in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Taiwo herself was born in London. She was raised in Boston. She schooled at Yale and at Oxford. It, it makes sense why she prefers to describe herself as a most local person. She believes that Lived experience is what informs a person's origin, not the country that issued their passport. In a TED talk titled, Don't ask me where I'm from, ask me where I'm local, she said, What makes America home for me is not my passport or accent, but these very particular experiences and the places they will care. Despite my pride in every culture, the black stars and my love of Ghanaian food, I've never had a relationship with the Republic of Ghana at large. My relationship is with Accra, where my mother lives, where I go each year with a little garden in Jowulu, where my father and I talk for hours. With Thai being British and American and African and definitely multilogal, I can't simply compare her to modern African writers, but if I could, I would put her in the same category with the Ugandan novelist Jennifer Makumbi, the author of Kintu. These two writers have successfully blended their experiences around the world with the African experience, being careful not to misinterpret or understate the African identity. There might be other writers out there who also do this very well. Let me know if you know of any such writer. This book was recommended to me by a 70-year-old white woman who thinks it's a pretty good book. I must say, it's a pretty good recommendation and I am glad I read it. Overall, Ghana Must Go is a must-read. It was worth the hype that surrounded its release in 2013. Thank you for making it this far. If you like this episode, please share and do subscribe. 
hit me up if you have any questions or contributions or if you want to submit a book for review i'm on instagram at aquabadin or search for melanie african podcast stay safe out there and thank you for listening this is aquabadin and i will see you in the next episode